Hi there, folks. My name is Todd Brian Beckis, and I will be your guide in our campaign of ARC, a Doom RPG. Before we begin, I want to introduce our players. So if you can say your name, your pronouns, and who you're playing, and we'll just start with that, and then we'll get into the scene in a little bit. But starting with Giovanni. Hello, my name is Giovanni Camagno, he, they pronouns, and I will be playing Silt, who uses they pronouns. Excellent. Dex. Hello, my name is Dex Fan. I use he, him pronouns, and I'll be playing Lemon Sprinkle, who also uses he, him pronouns. Wonderful. Ro. My name is Romana Isabella. I will be playing Gorm, which is short for Gormla. And uh, Gormla does not use pronouns because Gormla does not choose to be perceived. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony. Hi, I'm Anthony Sartaldine. I uh, use they, them, or he, him pronouns, and I will be playing uh, Dennis, who uses he, him pronouns. Excellent. And last but not least, Nick. Hello, I'm Nick Orvis. I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Twiley, who uses he, him, and they, them pronouns. Excellent. Thanks, everybody. So, ARC, a Doom RPG. We are going to be playing, hopefully, the goal is um, like five hour and change sessions, and doing the math from that means we will have ten moments before Doom arrives in this game. There's a bunch of things that have been weird around the town of Startide Hollow lately. Things just don't quite feel right. There's whisperings that an elder god may come and ruin everything. You just don't know. But there are a couple things that have been weird. The town that we're in, Startide Hollow, is nestled into the hills along the Azure Coast. To the west of the town lies the Breakmouth River, an estuary that leads to the sea. And on a beautiful night in Startide Hollow, you'll see the three moons of Phalia tint the evenings with shades of purples, pinks, and blues as the moons hang low over the horizon. The town has many modern amenities, a school, a swim coach, markets, just about anything everyone could desire. And the annual martial arts tournament, the Seaward Star, is coming up soon. Everyone's been buzzing about the upcoming tournament for the last couple weeks, and all eyes are on Glenn, a hopper, or frog person, who usually takes the title. However, Glenn's been missing for a week, and the tournament is tomorrow. Since he's such a local celebrity and also maybe Gorm's lover, Gorm has petitioned Gorm's mother, who is also the mayor, to put together a team to find him. A little more about the city before we begin. Uh, The city of Starktide Hollow is divided into five wards. On the waterfront, we have the slums of Lowtown and the mercantile district of Shipsway. In the center of town, we have the nightlife district, Bay's Reach, where food and arts can be enjoyed. Hillside is where you'll find Mayor Gwendolyn and the city councilors. And then on the outskirts of town to the south is the Submerge in the salt marsh and farms. A couple of the weird things that have been happening in town. One, as I said, the local champ Glenn has gone missing ahead of the martial arts tournament. And local teens say they saw a turtle near the docks that could talk and sounded remarkably like the champ. 
the city councilors have been shifting a very aggressive campaign to gentrify Lowtown. And some people believe they're even sacrificing to, quote, he who lays waste, unquote, in order to bring that about sooner. And as weird as it might seem, Mayor Gwendolyn seems to have, like, stepped back a little in her mayoral role lately and has ceded a lot of power to her advisor, Kusban, recently. And people are just hearing the weirdest noises coming out of his office, one that you wouldn't expect in Hillside. So those are the omens that we're starting with. Now, the five of you, just to get us started in one place, um, the five of you find yourselves as members of this team that Gorm has assembled to find Glenn and maybe the snapping turtle um, in Lowtown, trying to find where the teens were discussing this talking turtle. As we dive in, can each of you introduce the the look of your character as we start sweeping the Lowtown docks together? And whoever would like to dive in. I can dive in. So Twiley stands out in a crowd uh, because he is quite tall and broad-shouldered and muscular um, and is also uh, a wingback, which is uh, a sort of avian... A, a person with avian features, specifically his feet end in talons, so he does not wear shoes or boots or anything because talons. Uh, he'd shred right through them. It would be bad. Uh, and on his back, in addition to having the sort of normal human complement of limbs, he has two massive black feathery wings, um, which also means that he tends to wear very, um, like, loose, uh, uh, kind of flimsy tank top like tops because he needs things that will not get in the way of his wings operating and also they make his muscles look good i can go next uh so lemon sprinkle is just like this squat little guy he's a pad foot which is our world's version of um a mouseling or uh like a rat folk uh he's about three and a half feet tall he's got tan fur eternal optimist and he wears like very budget clothing like blue fabrics in like the most fanboyant ostentatious way possible denise is uh, a hook swallower uh which in this world is a fish person similar to how twily uh has a lot of human uh, characteristics. That's the same for Denny's and the hook swallowers. Uh, but where you might see a head with, uh, you know, like a nose and ears and those, you know, human traits, uh, there's basically a fish head. Um, just imagine just like a big old red snapper uh, top popped on top of your body but it's not your body it's dennis's body um oh and this is dennis's voice uh as as a fish got you know a fish mouth uh, a fish uh, there's general fish anatomy and, and uh i unfortunately uh a lot of the hook swallowers you know there aren't that many of us left but we keep going you know silt uh, is a, generally takes a humanoid shape, uh, but they are composed of rocks and gravel and silt, uh, per the name. Um, I think they generally stay in that humanoid shape. Uh, I don't know, maybe like six feet, 
Um, I don't think they really have a discernible face necessarily on their head. Um, but they maintain that humanoid shape. They can shape shift, but I think there is reluctance to do so. I think they're kind of figuring out how their body works. Um, let's say like a gray, beige, tan, brown color construction just mixed together with the different pieces. Excellent. And then the leader of this merry band, Gorm. Uh, Gorm La um, is the daughter of uh, the mayor. And uh, the thing about uh, Gorm La is uh, Gorm La goes, goes by Gorm. Uh, more often than not, uh, we we've really got a, a strong an and or egg from Arrested Development energy. Um, just a lot of beige uh, sweater two piece combinations and modest skirts uh, and uh, hiking boots uh, to get from uh, area to area. Um, Mom doesn't usually give me responsibilities, and uh, I'm I'm not gonna let anybody down. Most most importantly, I'm uh, I'm not gonna let Glenn down. I'm not gonna let him down again. Excellent. So as all of you head down to Lowtown, you had heard like in addition to Glenn's mysterious disappearance, the only clue seems to be that there is a snapping turtle that some teens saw in Lowtown that seems to talk like Glenn. Glenn has a little bit of a, a sailor's mouth on him. He, he cusses a lot. He swears a lot. But <laughs> really good fighter, excellent swimmer, all the things one might expect a hopper to be. Just, you know, maybe drinks a little bit, maybe swears a little bit, that kind of stuff. He's bad in all the right ways. he's kind of like our problematic fave he's the harry styles of town (laughs) (laughs) just trying to be in shania twain's clothing as often as possible (laughs) the routes one might go to try and find where this turtle is is either to try to deduce where do the cool kids hang out in low town or um you know that like there's eyes in Lowtown, and someone who kind of tends to know where everything is all the time is Annie Sue, a fishmonger. Well, fishmonger is kind of in quotes. There's fish at her stall. They just never seem to be fresh, and yet people always go to her and give her money for things. Yeah, what would y'all like to do? Um, I think Gorm uh, has done some extensive research uh, and in trying to discover where cool kids hang out. And uh, the, the number one thing that Gorm has discovered about cool kids is that they do indeed like water. Uh, they like water because it keeps them shiny, 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 and uh, cool kids are always real shiny. Um, and it's because it's they're so shiny that they are so cool. Um, so I think Gorm is, uh, with a clipboard, uh, walking, um, uh, it's a hike, hence the boots, um, up and down, uh, the dock area, uh, mm-hmm. with a magnifying glass looking for this turtle and for cool kids who are shiny. <laughs> um, 
Do you want to make a roll to determine how good you are at deducing which cool kids are shiny? Uh, yes, I think uh, I think the best way uh, to do that uh, mm. would very much be a combination of creativity and focus. Uh, I think yeah. that's that's the goal here. Uh, one so, moment, please, while I get it working. Yeah, so you want a creative approach um, using your concerted skill? I'd like to use concerted and focus. Oh, I could use observe. I just don't have anything. Uh, I think the energy behind this is that mm -hmm. uh, it's a very intense focus with the magnifying <laughs> glass uh, because uh, I'm assuming that the reflective surfaces are going to help me and also my friends. Uh, because the sun goes through the magnifying glass and makes things shine. Absolutely. So totally down for that. What is your threshold number if you add those two numbers together? Uh, one moment, please. I, I will need to discover it very quickly. <laughs> okay, sorry. One moment. Uh, okay, now my threshold number is three. Three. Okay, so you're going to roll a d6, and you're going to try to get a one or a two. If you get a three... Uh, something else happens. That's a two, baby. A two. Excellent. So you got under the threshold number, which is great. Um, so although it might not be the most conventional way to find where the cool kids are, <laughs> um, you are putting a lot of focus uh, behind this magnifying glass. <laughs> And I think you you come basically like run right into uh, a very shiny kid. Um, <laughs> let's say uh, this is like an eel person. No, maybe Whoa. a salamander. Maybe he's a salamander person. What should we call salamander people? What are like not hopper amphibians? Slickers. Slickers. Okay, you run into a slicker, a very cool customer. Uh, whose name is, I don't know, let's call him Andy. Andy's a cool slicker. Um, Salamandy? A salamander. Let's go with Andy <laughs> for now. <laughs> um, this lovely little slicker. Mm -hmm. Is Andy, like, cool, like, respectful of others and their, like, personal space? Or, like, cool does, like, way too many drugs and is problematic? You know, that's a great question. What do we think, folks? <laughs> is he a cool customer, or is he, like, vibin'? I feel, I feel like the second one, for sure. You feel like vibin'? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Great. Glenn had a lot of bad friends. I'm just trying to figure out how a salamander wears, like, a backwards baseball cap. I think just like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Andy, who you run into full on kind of like backs up a little and he's like hey 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 let's not harsh the vibe here what's going on andrew sorry <laughs> it's andy. i didn't mean Warm. to interrupt mm -hmm. you uh, look shiny as ever <laughs> andy like hands what appears to be a a rolled, perhaps a joint or something else, to a friend in this little posse that Andy has over here. And kind of, like, brushes the air in front of his face for a second. Uh, and is like, no, it's it's cool, Gorm. What's, what's up? 
I think Gorm uh, coughs very loudly at the small amount of smoke that has been in the nearby area <laughs> and uh, notes, that's really not good for you, Andrew. Really not good for you, uh, especially as a premier athlete on our teams. Really not good for you to be smoking. Well, Gorm, I think this is why I hang out with the cool kids and you don't. Gorm takes out a small parchment and uh, writes more smoke. Equals cool? <laughs> Question mark. Someone like hands Andy the the blunt back and Andy takes a puff and then like breathes up with it and is just like, is there anything I can help you with today? Yeah, so we're looking for Glenn, local champion, martial arts tournament hero, hopper guy, and we heard that you have some info. Oh, man. I mean, I thought I was just maybe high, but there was this turtle that we saw down on the docks that, one, was really mad it wouldn't be able to compete in the martial arts tournament, and just cussing up a storm you know just the mouth on that thing again i thought maybe i was tripping maybe something got slipped into this little you know but yeah it was weird where did you see it last this was probably you know a day and a half ago but if you head further down the docks look for there's like this rock that's really smooth. And sometimes the turtles like to hang out on it. And one of them was pushing the other turtles off of the rock. It was weird. And you said that the turtle wanted to compete in the Seaward Star? Twiley asks very intently. It seemed like it, but I don't know how a turtle would do that, you know? You can do anything if you believe in yourself. Twiley, Twiley like claps Andy on the shoulder and like squeezes it a little like a little too hard <laughs> well you know I that could be true Twiley kind of nods and looks at the others and is like alright well should we look for the rock yeah I think so yes <laughs> I think we should absolutely go to the rock Andrew you've been a great help um thank you for clarifying uh um mistake on my part assuming that you were cool because of your shininess when I'm understanding now yeah you really just gotta stay hydrated that's really the key gotta Orb stay cool immediately writes this down. calm collected and hydrated uh, Andy takes another pat, puff and passes and do you make your way down toward the docks or is there anything else you want to say to Andy are we close? Is Andy like, are they sitting like by the water or where are we in relation to the, that? Um, so in Lowtown, uh, most of the structures are pretty close to the water. And here, Andy and his friends are hanging out on basically like a corner of dock, if that makes sense. It's like you're on mm. a boardwalk and it goes around a corner and is in like a shady spot near a shack smoking whatever this is with their comrades. Okay, so, like, I'm gonna help Andy hydrate by, like, splashing some water on him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Enjoy! You're welcome! Bye! <laughs> Andy, like, sputters a little bit, but 
is just like weird. Okay. Um, and your merry little band heads down uh, further into Lowtown towards a strangely smooth rock. So further down in town, um, in Lowtown, um, the customers, for lack of a better term, get a little rougher around the edges. Um, the further you get into Lowtown, um, this is the sort of place where it's not uncommon uh, to, you know, at two o'clock in the afternoon, uh, hear shattering glass as someone gets literally thrown out of a bar. It's also the sort of place that, like, even during the day, you maybe don't go into the alleys um, because of different goings-ons that might be happening there. Um, But in what seems to be an abandoned slipway, which, for those of you who aren't you know, very nautical. This is kind of like the the path of water between two docks is a slipway where like a boat might think of it as like a driveway for boats. So like in what seems to be an abandoned slipway near some derelict docks are a bunch of turtles that are hanging out on this very smooth rock um, that seems to be you know, maybe where members of the Turtle Liberation Front are ending up once they're freed. Um, and do we want to quick just check in about the Turtle Turtle Liberation Front? In what regard? To catch the folks at home up on a little bit of world building. What is the Turtle Liberation Front to you, Lemon Sprinkle? Well, like, the Lowtown area is, like, kind of my home. So, like, as we're passing by and someone's getting, like, thrown out the window at, like, 2 p.m., I'm like, ugh, relaxing. The sounds of home, you know? (laughs) And um, for those of you who don't know, I'm, like, part of this organization called the Turtle Liberation Front. It's, like, me and one other person right now. The other person is still... Uh, and we are liberating <laughs> turtles from tyrants. Uh, most typically, it's Gorm's parents. Gorm's parents are the tyrants uh, who who seem to keep stealing turtles from their natural environment. So it's Stilt and I have kind of like taken it upon ourselves to steal them back and like release them into the world. Uh, and uh, by that, I mean here at at this at this slipway. This slipway is the world uh, to me. And I imagine it is slow going, smuggling a turtle out uh, one at a time. Um, And so I think that while there are a number in this slipway, um, you also recognize most of the turtles here. As much as one can recognize a turtle, you know, if they aren't studying turtles, their shells look pretty similar. They all seem to be, uh, you know, snappers, uh, snap turtles, which are very common in this area. And... On this rock, on this smooth stone, um, while there are a number of turtles that are just, like, trying to vibe and trying to, like, you know, get warm uh, and, like, enjoy the midday sun, um, there is one turtle that seems to be, you know, it's hard to hear from where you are, but seems to be, like, grumbling a little bit and is just, like, going up to other turtles and just, like, pushing them. Like, not a lot and not well, but is just like kind of running into turtles uh, and like backs up a little bit and then just like hurries its little body as fast as it can and like pushes another kind of dormant turtle again and again and again. What would you like to do? Can I ask, did we know these rumors before we were talking to Andy about the turtle? Yes, you know all of these rumors. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I was wondering if uh, to also <laughs> make uh, to point from when Giovanni and I did not speak in the last scene, maybe it, we were sort of split parties and Giovanni sure. and I were coming to like interrogate the turtles ahead of time. We're just mm -hmm. walking around by the water, just going up to the turtles and saying, hello, do you understand me? Staring <laughs> at them for like a few seconds, mm -hmm. moving on to the next turtle. Hello, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> hold for a second and then maybe by the time we get to the rock is when the rest of the party comes and joins and we realize we've made it to the turtle and we realize we recognize ah this turtle might understand us so mm -hmm. maybe we have made it to this point where we approach and say hello do you understand me well <laughs> if it isn't my old pal Denise, you scallywag, frog-jumping son of a so-and-so. You hear come from the rock. I know that potty mouth, that that turtle potty, what's a turtle potty, a turtle potty mouth anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know that voice anywhere. And the, the turtle who has been... Uh, you know, as brusquely as it could, trying to push other turtles off of this rock to to medium success at best, um, kind of stops what it's doing and turns in your direction. Hello, Glad. How's it been? Well, I mean, and the turtle looks around left and right. Not ideal. <laughs> it hasn't been great lately. Seems like yeah. you're up in your martial arts you're keeping keeping things nice and uh keeping keeping the competitors on their toes it seems i'm supposed to be fighting in a tournament in less than a day and now i'm a turtle and he like as again as much as a snapping turtle can like rears up on its back legs and just like waves its arms around <laughs> and then slaps back down Oh, good. You already know. That, like, saves us, like, one step. You know what I mean? Like, one step of grief already done. <laughs> already know what? Oh, that you're a turtle. We were, like, worried. <laughs> of course I know I'm a turtle. <laughs> I think that Gorm is very, very nervous at seeing Glenn um, mm -hmm. and is standing behind Silt. Uh, just kind of looking over Silt's uh, large mass mm -hmm. um, and looking over and very quietly whispers, Hi, Michael. Hey, um, I'm imagining, and I am not a marine biologist. So actually, Dex, you are, right? Kind of? <laughs> kind of. I've had education in it, but not my job. <laughs> How well can turtles see? Oh, that's not a question for me. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, I'm going to imagine that turtles actually don't have great eyesight, um, just for funsies. What if Glenn normally has to wear glasses? Oh, mm. he doesn't have his glasses. There we go. <laughs> that's adorable. So I think uh, right now, to, to Glenn as a turtle he keeps like moving around as he addresses y'all because he's never quite sure where he's talking to or who he's talking to um which has also been a little difficult for him in this situation um but 
uh, hearing Gorm's high, uh, he gives a, a kind of gruff, like, who, who is that? Who's with you, Denise? <laughs> Gorm, why don't you say hello to your friend, Glenn? Gorm, is that you? Hi, Glenn. Um, you look different. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sadly. Is this intentional? Not on my part, but one could say it was intentional. Uh, I think you're going to need to elaborate a little bit more on that, uh, Glenn. You know, the last thing I remember, I was, you know, every day I go to the gym, I punch the guys, I do my flippy jumpy kicks, <laughs> and then afterwards I come down here to Lowtown and I go to my favorite bar, Dockside Jeff's, you know, and there, there was a handsome stranger who seemed familiar, and he wanted to buy me a couple drinks. And I said, you know, the tournament's coming up. I love a fan. And after a couple drinks, I don't know, the whole room started spinning on me. I felt like I got smaller. I couldn't find my glasses. And then the next thing I knew, I was a turtle. How did you get out here? They don't really like turtles walking around in bars. So, I got kicked out, I think. Or lifted, I don't know. And then, you know, there were some kids I yelled at. And then, uh, eventually I feel like I just got kicked into this slipway and I've been trying to, to defend this little rock as best I could. And he looks around again and then like, pushes another turtle slightly toward the water. Question about our situation. Are we, mm -hmm. so, he, Glenn is on a rock. Yes. Like, in the water. In the water. We are mm -hmm. all standing on the docks. Correct. Um, could I, uh, I, I'm going to ask Glenn, do, do you want to stay there, or would you come with us? I mean, I'd go anywhere, uh, especially with Gorm. But, uh, you know, this just really isn't ideal, but people kept pushing me into the water whenever I tried to get on land. Great. I would love to um, just, like, Tw Twiley will spread their wings and just, like, flap out and try to swoop low over the rock and just, like, scoop Glenn up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to bank and bank around and bring him back. Uh, is, if, is that a thing I can just do? I think that's something that you can just do. I think you should be able to pick someone up. That seems a fair. turtle, a, a turtle, turtle-sized turtle someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as Twily uh, flaps his wings at, and like slows down to land on the dock again, he holds Glenn out like directly, you know, arm's length in front of his face so that he's talking right into the turtle's face, mm -hmm. and he says, "My name is Twily. I'm going to fight you tomorrow. I promise <laughs> you, we're going to fix you before then." But if not, I'll still fight you if you want. <laughs> I mean, I would be honored to kick your ass in front of a crowd of people, whether I'm a turtle or a person. 
<laughs> Twiley nods oh, like so once <laughs> directly, and then will will kind of carry Glenn, <laughs> unless unless Gorm would like to carry Glenn. Uh, if if nobody else makes a move, to Twiley will carry him like under one arm. Gorm is hitting uh, Gorm's inhaler a lot because this is really hard. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I would also say I think that uh, Glenn is a little wet. Um, and I don't know, Gorm, I know that we have discussed um, your family in particular, but also some people in this world um, kind of turning into aquatic creatures when they get wet. Do you need to be like submerged for that to happen? Is it like someone throws water on you? Like, how does that work for you? I would say that Gorm's Gorm being the kind of uh, black sheep of the family, um, mm-hmm. I would say that like Gorm is especially sensitive, <laughs> and it's kind of it's one of those things where it was like mm. just just like flicking your fingertips after washing <laughs> your hands can cause Gorm to transform, um, <laughs> and uh, unfortunately for. Uh, most people in Gorm's life who have certain expectations of Gorm, uh, Gorm transforms into a blobfish. Um, and uh, also that means that Gorm cannot move and also needs to be picked up. So uh, once Twiley's feathers kind of uh, flap, the natural uh, osmosis of just like flapping wings over water and picking up Glenn and the anxiety and the stress and the uh, combined horniness um, form does uh, transform into a blobfish on this dock. Um, And so just imagine a blobfish in a uh, sweater set in beige, uh, just like an Ann Taylor loft beige, a-line skirt and two-piece sweater set blobfish just kind of stuck on this dock and uh, close to hyperventilation from sheer uh, late teenage horniness. Um, And I know that we, uh, in our session zero, which you can listen to on Patreon, um, we discussed like a Ranma one-half sort of situation. So like, is is there a cloud of smoke and like a bamf sound, um, like a nightcrawler or something, and then like suddenly there's a blobfish in this Ann Taylor Loft um, <laughs> outfit, or is it like what does this look like? What does it sound? like? I think like? the process. I think that it's a lot of squishiness. Um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we're talking. <laughs> I think we're talking um, removing a Jello mold. Uh, and but the jello mold is skin. <laughs> I think that once uh, I think that once water hits Gorm's surface, uh, let's just say very suddenly and uh, very intensely, much like the anamorphs, it's all the worst parts of the middle of the transformation, <laughs> but it's just skin turning gelatinous and just like. <laughs> And plopping <laughs> down onto this, it's it's very it's very body horror. It's Cronenbergian. Beautiful, <laughs> love it, love it. Um, and then to to everyone else who is here, um, 
you probably know, um, especially those of you who have been here a while, um, that, you know, the mayor and the mayor's family have this, like, beautiful ability that, like, when uh, Gwendolyn enters the water, she becomes, like, a beautiful dolphin and just rides the waves. And when her husband, Graham, enters the water, he becomes a whale um, in, like, a majestic sort of way. Um, But (laughs) have all of you seen Gorm turn into a blobfish before? Is my question to each of you. And how are you feeling about it in this moment if you have not? Oh, yeah. This is like a twice a day kind of thing with Gorm, honestly. (laughs) Excellent. I th- I think given how given how sensitive Gorm is, how like little water it takes, I think even Twiley, who hasn't been here very long but has met Gorm before, has probably seen it. Yeah, maybe not as often, but something that has not been brought up yet here, but we uh, discussed in our session zero, and I've been thinking about for a long time since then, is uh, we said that. Denny's is the local uh, swim coach at the high school. So I'm imagining when Gorm was in high school, um, you know, like it's, uh, we, it's on a lakeside or it's a seaside town. There's plenty of water and it's like, okay, time, f- time for swim class. Yeah, swim class. That's a class at mm. school. Why not? Um, yeah. uh, and when it was time for Gorm, it was like everyone was expecting big things of Gorm. And then okay class starts and oh oh no where did gorm go um <laughs> oh no um so yeah dennis is 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 let's just say aware of um the situation gorm's situation and silt how are you how are you reacting to this I think Silt has maybe seen it a couple of times, but is still fascinated by it and and maybe Silt doesn't have the the same preconceptions of like Dolphin whale, majestic, uh, blobfish, ugly. That it's just like, oh, fantastic! This is so fascinating, wonderful. <laughs> um, I imagine that Gorm is kind of like on the ground and like just a lot of very. You kind of like imagine a, a partially melted snowman and how like the <laughs> arms will be like kind of sticking out at a weird angle and stuff. I think Gorm kind of has like an uppy expectation um, because Gorm cannot move easily on land, even as a blobfish. So I think uh, Gorm is is desperately hoping for an for an uppy, specifically from Silt. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I was thinking exactly that. Silt is ready to go, scoops you up, and tries to make you comfortable. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so with Twiley carrying a, a cussing turtle um, and Silt carrying uh, a blobfish gorm, <laughs> um, what would you like to do? I feel like we should try to find whoever this person is who transformed Glenn. Right. We said it was, he said it was Duckside Jeffs. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can go to the establishment and see if anyone saw anything. Yeah. Um, and this would have been like a week ago mm, mm-hmm. just so it's in everybody's brain but yeah so we want to head over to Dockside Jeff's beautiful beautiful has anyone been to Dockside Jeff's before Lemon Sprinkle 
what is your favorite thing on the menu at Dockside Jeff's? Like, what are they known for? Uh, they're known for their, like, salty slickbacks. They're, like, salty shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this, like, a pickleback, but salty? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Uh, they're also known for, like, large numbers of, like, broken windows. <laughs> uh, disreputable clientele. And uh, Dockside Jeff is kind of shady, but in, like, that, like, loving drag queen kind of way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, like, the drinks, they're not, like, they're not good, but, like, they get the job done. And yeah. the job mm-hmm. is getting you drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is the slick back, like, a, a pickleback, but they've put salt on the rim of both shot glasses like you would for a... A margarita or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out a salt <laughs> aspect <Yes>. to it. <laughs> it is exactly that. Great, 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 great. Um, so as you enter Dockside Jeff's, and let's say it's about 3 p.m., it's probably what we would think of as like, I don't know, a Thursday. Um, like not the beginning of the week, not quite the end of the week. The weekend, the martial arts tournament, it's not quite here yet. Um, but as you walk in at 3 p.m., um, Dockside Jeff, who is a, let's say, like, a voluptuous, like, octopus lady. Like, think Ursula. Think, like, vibes. Um, Dockside Jeff. Um, Dockside Jeff, like kind of like slides past you on her tentacles holding a tray of salty slick backs that she sets down in front of a bunch of people who are like basically on spring break like clearly tourists who came in on the cheap they're very excited for the tournament tomorrow um but are not like throwing money around like those kind of people does that make sense um, and as uh, Dockside Jeff like slides past you, Lemon Sprinkle, she goes, mm, Lemon, are we feeling sweet today or a little sour? <laughs> and then like sets down this tray of drinks. <laughs> We're feeling like pretty hot and spicy today. We're looking for like a hot guy who might be like turning people into turtles. <laughs> and finally lifts Glenn up to illustrate the turtle point. <laughs> a hot guy who uh is turning people into turtles yeah like a week ago hmm i mean there was a turtle who was here in the bar a week ago which was upsetting to the clientele um hot guys hot guys i'm trying to think um, is there a way you can persuade her to remember? Uh, me or someone else? Anyone. Okay. Do folks have any skills in charisma? I was going to say, I don't have... I, I could impose on her to remember, Ooh. but that feels a little aggressive for, like, right now. <laughs> yeah, Gorm also has imposed. I also have both. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. This is going to drastically shift the vibe. Oh, you're just going to make an imposition? While you go up and, yeah, like, yeah, I, hot guy, hot guy moves. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, I don't. Is is that impose? That might be. Um, Twiley will um, kind of uh, set the set set Glenn down on the bar um, mm-hmm. in a way that I think is is wholly inappropriate. But then we'll kind of lean on lean on the bar and lean forward. His wings, uh, like the the peaks of his wings, kind of rising up in almost a shrug, but just makes him look bigger. And yeah. he says, "It's very important for the seaward star." to go off as it ought to. And for that, Glenn here needs to be turned back into his normal self. So if you can think of anything, anything that you might remember from a week ago when that turtle showed up in your bar, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you give me a roll? Yeah, I, so I feel like this is this is imposed, but is uh-huh. maybe creative because I'm trying to like walk a line between being like scary and flirty it feels like to me <laughs> sure it, could, sure, it sure, might sure. also be concerned oh. or or do we think that's careful i'm trying to figure mm. out <laughs> the creative combination <laughs> i like the creative combination but i feel like you would need to give me more for it to make sense as creative mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think it makes sense being concerted or careful the way I, you've could, described it. Yeah, yeah. Concerted is my best one, but it doesn't feel... I feel like concerted impose would be, like, you know, intimidating, which mm-hmm. we're not quite at that point. Okay, so careful and impose. Um, this isn't going to go well, because <laughs> I only have a one in impose, and I'm not very careful. Um, okay. so, does anybody, w- anybody want to help you out that has a major level of bond with you? That's a good question. Nope. I'm not sure anyone nope. does have a major level of bond with me. So. I have no bond with Twiley. <laughs> that tracks. We'll all, we'll all, I'll get salty slick back afterwards. I, can I slowly develop <laughs> a bond because of attraction? <laughs> <laughs> I think the way it has to work is you need to inconvenience yourself for the other person. I'd say a salty slick back is an inconvenience. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> could be. It could be. <laughs> Um, cool. So you have one, Nick. So you need to have roll one. a one. A one. So that we can okay. get a mixed success. This is <laughs> yeah. going to be great. <laughs> nope. That's a three. <laughs> okay. So you're trying to sexily impose mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Dockside Jeff, um, who is now behind the bar. And she looks at you and she kind of like scoffs. For you, a gentleman who has never been here before, and also to come into her establishment like this, like this, with those wings, honey, mm-mm. So she looks at you, and she, like, lets out a little laugh and says, Darling, if I had to keep track of every hot guy who walked into my bar... I would have no time to make a salty slick back for anybody, okay? Uh, Twiley kind of wilts and is like, that, 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 that's fair. And if you want to hit the gym a little more, maybe I could add you to that list, okay? <gasps> <laughs> uh, 
Twilight Twilight's wings droop like all the way to the floor, <laughs> like feathers dragging on the ground behind him. Uh, but then he kind of mutters something under his breath and picks Glenn up off the bar <laughs> to to Thank back you. up. <laughs> uh, whoopsie! <laughs> Sorry about that, Mama Jeff. Uh, so remember, <laughs> you mentioned Turtle last week. Remember that time yes. when like turtle liberation front me and so we like came in and we like got rid of the turtle problem <laughs> sorry glenn didn't realize you were glenn at the time anyway and we like disposed of the turtle into the creek for you like we're all like but supporting local businesses so like mm-hmm. do you think if we like supported you a little bit today you could like do some digging into like your records see who maybe have bought drinks last week and you remember is kind of hot hmm I mean, that's something I could... Jeez, I cannot hold on to this voice. Um, That's something I could do. No, it's just... (laughs) We're just going to pretend that Todd doesn't know how to do voices and he just won't. Um, (laughs) Dockside Jeff intimates that that's something she could do for you. Um, If you scratch my back, I could try to scratch yours, you little cutie. And she gives you a little scratch under the chin. Lemon sprinkle. Um, Thank you. I am very cute. It's true. <laughs> Something that Dockside Jeff could use a little help with today, um, if she's going to busy herself going through her books in the back, is like, one, she did have to throw someone out today. Um, so if you could maybe sweep up some of the glass, that would be great. But also if you could keep an eye on the bar for her um, for a little bit and like handle any customers that come up, that would be awesome. Do y'all want to divide and conquer and do some of that? Yeah, I'm kind of eager for uh, Silt to try to um, use his ethnographic knowledge to try to become uh, the kind of person who would be a bartender at this place. Maybe, maybe not successfully. (laughs) But um, yeah. Um, How would you do that? Um, all right. Well, I have a double-ed culture, if I can use that. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I don't think it would be careful, because I feel like uh, Silt is getting out of their comfort zone. Um, hmm. I mean, concerted, I feel like they're going to be trying hard. That's the, the lowest one I have, but feels like it makes sense. Sure, yeah. So that would give gonna, you a TN of three. Mm-hmm. If you want to man the bar for a little bit. Yeah, let's roll really roll it. Yes. That is a six. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, does anybody want to help? I don't know that you'd be able to help in that. <laughs> um, a lot of help. <laughs> I do have, I have one major bond. Yeah, I also mm-hmm. have a major bond. Okay, so if both of you added your major bonds, what skills would you use to help with that? So I have a, a two to creative and a two to culture. So what I was thinking was that uh, Gorm would sing uh, a bar sea shanty <laughs> to try and distract everyone from uh, Silt uh, not totally knowing how to run the bar. Uh, so mm-hmm. Gorm essentially uh, while slowly recomposing into a human being, because that does take a long time, um, essentially goes, uh, Silt, can you please put me on top of the bar? 
Um, and uh, <laughs> Gorm will sing a sea shanty with the hopes that everyone will join in and be distracted. <laughs> great, great, great. And then Lemon Sprinkle? I think Lemon Sprinkle would use the too creative and perhaps too charisma to kind mm-hmm. of help smooth. So, like, perhaps um, Silta's, Silta's like, making the drinks, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, so perhaps, yeah. Sorry? I said, sure, yeah, yeah. I think, and I think maybe they try to interact with the folks because they know it academically, but they're not able to, like, execute it themselves, if that makes sense. Probably drink and interaction with customers. Okay, so, like, Lemon's perhaps trying to, like, smooth over any, like, um, hiccups that, like, Silt has in, like, their speech. So they're like, this drink is very crunch. And Lemon's like, which is, like, a way of saying that it has, like, a really nice texture. Or something like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great. So that would bring us to... Uh, five as the TN, but we still had a six. We, uh-huh. I was going Twilight. to offer to... Oh, wait, no. I'm not remembering the rules. Does the minor level of bond have to be with the person you're helping? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. then never mind. I can't. I do not have any bond with Silt, so I can't help in that way. Oh, I, ha- I, was, I, was, I, I also was reviewing. I have minor bond. I can help. So if you have minor bond, um, Denise, you could sacrifice a minor bond to let Sil to re-roll and, mm. and the new TN would be five. Do you want to sacrifice How important do we think this <laughs> bartending is? <laughs> I mean, it might be able to give, you know, uh, Dockside Jeff enough time to remember who might have been in her bar last week. Yeah, I'm sure we can. We will, as 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 I said before, we can we can rebuild that bond over a salty slick back later. <laughs> Excellent, um, cool. So, Anthony, if you want to mark that minor level yeah. of bond off, and then Giovanni, if you want to give us a re-roll, so your new threshold <laughs> number is five. I got a one. You got a one. Ah! Oh, um. So that is a one is a, a strong success. Can you roll? Oh right, yeah. There's something about like if you get two ones in a row, it's an unqual like it's an exceptional success. Right, that did not occur for me. Okay, but I got well, the first one. That's okay. I'll look that up for next time so that we know what that does. <laughs> but great, excellent. Um, so can I say uh, too? Yeah, that I think Silt is like beside themselves with all of this help that they are receiving and support they're not sure what to do and it maybe makes them a little bit more clumsy but finally they like find their stride with all of this support it's beautiful oh yeah the shanty is shantying lemon sprinkle is smoothing over all of the like cultural aphorisms that you don't have quite under your belt Mm -hmm. um particularly in this like maybe gay dive bar (laughs) (laughs) whatever uh and things just kind of like get into a rhythm that's really smooth and really beautiful and really great um and as a result um you buy enough time for dockside jeff to go through her books and her ledgers and she comes out and she says okay i did some thinking i did some reading and 
there was this weird person who came in who gave me a weird name, but it seemed fake. You know, you know when people give you a name and it sounds like a stage name, basically. Bobby Biggs, you know, uh, Juke and Jeff. It just, it just sounds fake. But what, what struck me about this person who did have a drink with Glenn is that they sounded an awful like lot like Kusban, the, uh, the senior administrator to the mayor, you know? And that was weird. Percy has also informed me, thank you, Percy, that we have gotten to one hour. So one moment of our ten is about to be consumed, but maybe more. Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so we're going to roll, and we're going to see. Um, we still have three omens that are in play. We're going to roll. I got a one, a four, and a five. So we're going to consume two moments instead of just one. Of the Doomsday Clock. Dun, dun, dun. Um, which leaves us with eight more before Doom arrives. <laughs> um, we don't even know what the Doom is. You don't even know what the Doom is. <laughs> Something's happening, though, and it's weird. Um, and actually, in this moment, um, where we're not quite sure what the Doom is, there there is this, this feeling of dread, this feeling of uncertainty, um, as you think to Kusban, this advisor, um, this administrator that's been working with Mayor Gwendolyn, um, and also, like, what could drive someone to turn Glenn into a turtle? How awful. Um, and Silt, um, something you had talked about earlier was the fact that um, Silt in this, you know, uh, mineral... Um, sort of state um, as a being uh, has some sort of attunement with like the universe and Mm -hmm. I think in this moment um, you get that feeling that like attuning feeling as this wave of dread passes over all of you and in your mind's eye um, you see the river the Breakmith, the Breakmith River. You see, like the Breakmith River, the river that runs along Startide Hollow here, um, and it's night. And for some reason, all of the moons in beautiful, different, like crescent configurations, um, all of them are a blood red. And as this wave of dread washes over you, you see something in the heart of the river that just gets larger and larger and starts to break the surface of the water. And as that happens, as you like sense that awful tiding, you take in a deep breath and you're you're shaken with the certainty that like, if you don't stop it, whatever that was is going to come to pass and it will do something awful to Star Tide Hollow. And with that image, I think maybe we should leave it for today. Hmm. Dun, dun, <laughs> Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis. And this episode was mixed and edited by Todd Brian Backus. 
Season 3 features contributions from Christopher Dierkson, Ben Ferber, Corey Flores, Tess Huth, Romana Isabella, Leo Mock, John John Johnson, Dex Fan, and Anthony Sertelti. Our ARC campaign features Giovanni Camaño as Silt, Anthony Sertel-Dean as Denise, Romana Isabella as Gorm, Nick Orvis as Twiley, Dex Fan as Lemon Sprinkle, and Top Ryan Backus as The Guide. If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or supporting us and getting access to our patron-only bonus content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds. You can find all our social media and website links, including our cast bios, at the link tree in our show notes. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds.